Good morning, Murray Walker. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the others. since. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, it is a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, um, um, technical goodies. Radio hot, 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 we're going to have a look at some uh, more technology, race results, and some craziness that's transpired in the United States. <laughs> transpired. I like that. Who is that guy? <laughs> that must be. That must be the new host himself. Um, what's his name again? Uh, begins with an M. It's got British man. A Z at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, viewers. It's the Marcus. How are you, Marcus? Good, guys. How, how are we this evening? Sipping a fine red, I hope? No, not at such at this point. No, Hardy hasn't got one yet. I'm no. most surprised. I'm in shock. He must have been waiting for me to arrive. Off the pace, JP. You're off the pace. Get on it, mate. Tune some roll bar and put some roll centre in it and send it. Come on. <laughs> what are you having to drink tonight, uh, Marcus? Sorry, lad. What was that? I missed that one. What are you having to drink tonight, mate? Me? It's race weekend, mate. I'm on the water. I'm on the hard stuff. Mmm. Oh, there's being up there in Townsville for the uh, the Dunlop yeah. round. There'd, there'd be a few uh, little sort of non-alcoholic Bundabergs up that neck of the W. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, this is uh, Bundaberg territory, but I wouldn't know. Try and stay away. Apparently, Bundy's are quite an alcoholic beverage, so we don't partake in that sort of no, nastiness. But, but, but they do make some softies. They don't. They make some non-alcoholic versions. They do. Oh, too. really? They make a Bundaberg ginger beer. Oh, ginger beer for a ginger driver. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they should call it Ranger beer, shouldn't they? Yeah, with the time. <laughs> should be calling it Ranger beer, the soft, beer. <laughs> so, mate, before we talk about uh, the weekend that uh, is about to be upon you up there. Let's rewind a couple of weeks to where you jet away to the west coast of America. Take it away, Ranger. <laughs> Ranger beer. Ranger beer. Ranger beer. Right. Well, let's just say times are getting, uh, you know. Starting to burn out a little bit prior to uh, Townsville, so I decided that I needed a little mini vacation. So that would have done what was the the big A three eighty, which is uh, you know Qantas badged and flew me all the way to the United States of America, where I participated in another NASCAR race. Just viewing this time as a spectator and an all round general pleb. Um, that was at Sonoma for the road course where we watched Ambrose sort of battle a little bit in the race, but started from pole, so, you know, it was a, quite a good outing there. It was uh, a lot of fun. Did you um, uh, have a little bit of a pep talk to him, did you, before the race to help him go backwards? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I gave him the fastest way. I told him how to go backwards the fastest way. Because he had to go up to the Napa Valley for a nice YN. and you'll go like the champion. But I think he opted for the white option and that was the wrong way. The red was the go-fast one, the white was the go-slow one. Uh, you, you were trying to get a little bit of press coverage for yourself over there, but some other annoying blokes seemed to be stealing all the limelight. Oh, bugger that, isn't it? That, uh, the old frosty bum was in there uh, <laughs> stealing all the limelight while I was trying to be incognito with my big hat and my big shades. God, all that 100k non-championship race result, thanks very much. I hope you paid for the ginger beer. <laughs> and crackers for <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so look, it was, uh, it was a great experience, but 
rather interesting was we were staying at the Hilton Hotel in, in good old downtown San Francisco, right on the Tenderloin there, and uh, <laughs> and it happened to be the weekend of Gay Pride March, didn't it? So, <laughs> lucky for me, I had my sneaky, crutchless chaps packed away just for said occasion. <laughs> But, but you did time it, right? <laughs> so, what made it rather interesting was, you know, I'm all for whatever people like to do with their own personal lives, but when it's launched in such, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, in such brazenness and lack of disregard for anyone else, it's, it's just incredible how liberated San Francisco is as a city. It's actually quite scary. And... Uh, so yes, it was rather interesting to walk down the street and have old matey come up with his, uh, you know, his midriff, you know, mesh chain bloody shirt with his nipples pierced and the whole YMCA fucking get up on his, on his hat and stuff. It was, uh, well, they would share, you know, share an intimate moment in the street in front of everyone. It's just kind of like, really, guys? You can't keep that to a bed, bedroom? <laughs> Look, uh, that's um, that's a, a very, very good diversionary story about uh, them being there. But really, we all know that you've you've jumped the fence and went to Google I/O developer conference because now you're on an Android phone. Yeah, I I, I defected during the last uh, couple of weeks working with D Raper. He's kind of swung me around to being a Microsoft wannabe. Is that right? <laughs> no. No. I was going to say that. Fly away from the mighty apple. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it would have been very unusual that Dr. April was capable of swinging you to uh, that side of the fence. Yeah, no, nah, look, it, it's going to take a lot more than a simple couple of server, server tips and server <laughs> lessons as to the family business. It's going to take a lot more than that to swing me away from the apple basket. But, but you, you have had now uh, a bit of exposure to the overly righteousness of the individual, and maybe that's due to altitude. <laughs> Which individual are we talking about? D-Raper? Of course, yeah. I'm not talking about... In the wife. I'm not, I'm not talking about your trip up Nob Hill. <laughs> he's, he's got plenty of altitude, let's face it. And attitude. He's a rather tall D-Raper. He is. He's got altitude and attitude. So he likes to keep it difficult. That's how all these PC guys work, Marcus. And that's why they have so much work on. That's right. Because it's all fucked up. What about the good old saying, kids, keep it simple, stupid? <laughs> that's right. So moving on from San Francisco. Oh, so moving on from San Francisco, I um, managed to part ways with a, with a media manga hungry Frosty. He's shot off to Texas to promote, I don't know, some bloody event that's talking about there's some race cars going over there. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> no, he, uh, Frosty parted ways with me in San Francisco and shot over to um, Texas where we did some uh, promotion for obviously next year's upcoming V8 round in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I then headed north even further from San Francisco to Good old Sleepy Hollow, Seattle, where it's a little bit damp for my liking, but uh, caught up with a very good friend of mine up there that I managed to meet while I was uh, racing the 2009 Irwindale Showdown event. He was a crew guy from one of the opposition teams, and we sort of struck up a good friendship and been in touch. So he then threw me a birthday barbecue where I got to sample a red plastic solo cup, which is quite the American pastime. Drinking a cool beverage from the red solo cup, as they're called. Oh, so explain, because I'm not up with this solo cup thing. Okay, well, anyone who's ever watched a, a you know, like a, a high school movie with college in it and keg parties and all that sort of stuff in the States, there is a, um, there is a cup there, like a, it's simply just a plastic cup that they use to obviously disperse alcoholic beverages from and it's just the American trademark. It's the, it's the party 
big trademark. And I'd never really seen one in person, so I said to my mate, Tony, I've only got one request for my birthday barbecue, and that is I want those cups that they drink out of, like at the college movies. Right. And he happened to uh, explain to me that that is an American icon, and it's called a Red Solo Cup, and they even have a song. Someone's written, like a musician has written a song that has made the charts that is about a Red Solo Cup. All right. And uh, so, can you sing it to us? So do you get hot and cold running college babes when you drink out of it? Nah, it's only cold beverage. You put, you know, beers and vodkas and stuff. I wouldn't drink a cup of tea out of it. That's what you're talking about. Right, but I just thought that you might get the hot and cold running, you know, <laughs> college, squad. college babes cheer squad with it, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Basically, we've got an option a like ping pong and all that sort of stuff that they play on those college movies where they Seattle, I can see that uh, Dr. Aper has had a, a rather large influence on you because it is actually the home of Microsoft. That's right. <laughs> actually, you know what's funny? Speaking of Microsoft, how they're actually struggling with, you know how you walk into a mall and you see an Apple store? Mm-hmm. I saw a Microsoft store competing and I walked in and I thought, there's not one product in here that's Microsoft. It's all bloody Samsung or Google or some other crap. Was, was there anyone in there? Sorry? Was there anyone in there? No! So... <laughs> did they try and sell you a run-out model Zoom? <laughs> or did they just give it to you? <laughs> no! That nice brown colour. I didn't want to take their money. <laughs> ah, well. It's, an, it's the experience school where you get everything free. Yeah, I almost got on five with five angry Mexicans 
parties and did some shopping and just literally rolled all the one big blur of drunk and shenanigans, to be honest. <laughs> and, and, and now that you've flown home, exhausted, you've, you've gone up to have a nice little holiday in Townsville and drive some yeah, cars, and, you know, after doing one day's work, getting a flat tyre and that's it. expect you to make your your yearly uh, arrival and uh, race the car and in fact your own car you've, you've changed teams you've you've said Kevin thanks for all the fish <laughs> but I actually like my old car better yeah I mean it's just uh, like, you know, it's a tough decision but you know there's a lot of factors that sort of equate in that uh, probably a lot of the viewers are not totally aware of but you know a few issues here and there, so anyway, look, we've part of companies with Greg Murphy Racing, and uh, on a good note, we're still in talking terms, and, you know, things are great and all sorts of stuff, but, um, yeah, look, this time last year, the uh, ex-Paul Morris Motorsport chassis named Jansen was actually very, very strong in us, so, um, you know, we're looking forward to, I guess, running it again, but, you know, better yet, we're doing our own thing again, you know, Action Racing's back on deck, and... You know, some new faces in the team. Uh, I've got uh, Paul Forgy, ex two-time V8 Supercar Championship engineer from Marcus Ambrose working with me. So that's a, oh, terrific. You know, that's a, that's a fantastic addition to the Action Racing crew. And, uh, you know, some fresh new faces on the tools. And you know, I think everyone's very upbeat about this weekend. Everyone's in a good front mindset. And uh, really looking forward to hopefully, uh, you know, a very strong result. Yeah, that's right. That's good that you've managed to bring um, Paul along with you from from um, your days there with Kevin Murphy. So that's you know that's a nice constant for you. I think that's important. I could see you were getting along well with him in Western Australia. Yeah, I mean, look, Paul's a great guy, and uh, the, the, the beauty of it is I. <laughs> Obviously, growing up with, with you know small man, and then working with less small, and then having someone that's very you know mild tempered and placid is an absolute change from yelling, screaming, and this that I've grown up with <laughs> in previous times. <laughs> it's very refreshing. Yeah, it's a, it's refreshing to have a calm, soothing voice on the radio coaching you rather than abusing you. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine who you'd actually be communicating meaning, but. We'll, we'll leave that up to the viewers, but there's only a handful of them in the sport. <laughs> so, um, other than the plan of, you know, getting coming up on the top step of the podium this weekend, uh, what, what, what else do you expect? Oh, I expect some nice weather, maybe a, you know, a sneaky uh, glass of red or something on Sunday night, but... <laughs> 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 no, look, uh, I'm expecting just a, a good, honest weekend, to be fair. Look, I'm not... Over, I'm not shooting the marks too high, and not, and, you know, I just. Um, the only unfortunate part about this weekend is we got the car prepared, but I never had a chance to test poor old Jansen after it got slammed from pillar to post at Homebush. All we've done is repair it, set it up, and was basically sent it straight to Townsville. So the first practice is going to be very, very slow, very tiptoeing, just you know, my way around making sure the car is in. Uh, in good speed to, I guess, continue on and try and further progress up the grid. So, not a lot of real expectations. I'm just coming in very light-hearted for this round and just seeing where it takes me. I'm not trying to put too much pressure on the guys because, like I said, it's the first time all these guys have worked together. Uh, the car hasn't been tested since crash. 
but we're all upbeat about it. We're all positive, and you know, usually good, you know, good energy, good vibes come good results. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that sounds great, mate. I think you. you... It would not surprise me, because of all of that, that you wouldn't have a really good weekend. So let's just hope you do. Because it's, it's yeah, funny how a big change like that, you can sort of be apprehensive about it, but the fact that you're relaxed and, you know, the guys are all going to have to gel together, they'll probably unwittingly all try that little bit harder but not be over the top with it. So, you know, it could be really good. Yeah, I think so. Look, it's... Uh it was just a bit cruisy weekend, and that's what I just said to the guys. Let's just roll it. Let's just see what it takes us, and, you know, we're just trying to do our best to prevent, you know, prevent a shitty outcome, so <laughs> we're, we're up. It's good. That's, uh, that's great. Now, I'm following the race. Uh, you'll be uh, no doubt uh, heading off on the, the golf lander, because I know you love trains, for a bit of an inland fishing uh, holiday to, to, you know, to take the pressure off from the weekend of holidaying on holiday. I mean, everybody goes north and, you know, you missed out on going to Darwin to do the barramundi. I mean, every single driver has caught every barramundi up there and thrown them back in. So um, it's only fair that you should have a, have a bit of a fish while you're up there. Well, that'd be nice, but I'm not much of a fisherman. The only time I go fishing is I go down to local markets and purchase a nice barra over the counter. Already gutted, ready to put in the pan. That's the go. <laughs> That's good. why I fish it. Fishing's as boring as batshit, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was watching the, kind of, the other type of fishing I do is I go fishing for the two-legged kind. Yeah, I've mean, seen you do that. Which is more expensive, about the same, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, well, you're right there, but... Uh, hey, look, guys, I've got, I got to kind of run, mate. My egg and sandwich is just pulled up on the... <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, Jack, see ya. The only no, difference... no, actually... Oh, just for a moment. We'd, we'd love you to do that and, and look forward to you coming back, Marcus. We just can't. Oh, I just love the warmth and the love of the shit. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> All right, hold the phone, guys. I will be back. No worries. I'll commence in T-minus two minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> All right, hang on, guys. He's had about four trips to America this year, you know, so... Mm. Well, it's tough life. Oh, no, he came back, came back to do one day of of, uh, of, of messing around, you know. Mm. Just, I mean, just and, and there he was, picture on Facebook, you know, with a flat tyre, so he couldn't pick up the fifteen cars. So that was a perfect out for him. I might um, as well pack up and go to Townsville then. I wonder if he's having a great time because Mick's not there. Well, listen, well, we probably shouldn't go into that. Oh, he's lost no. the call. <laughs> Must be an Android phone. That's... <laughs> Mm. Uh, how's Dr. Aper too here? Oh, I don't know. Terrible. Terrible. Well, Johnny, you're leaning on the new oven. I am leaning on the new oven, and in fact... It's, Viewers, Johnny's got a new oven. It is, and it's uh, an, an Electrolux EEUC63CS. Jesus, is that enough bloody numbers and letters? I mean, I, I know that because I, I looked at the carton that it came on. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's actually pretty good. What I'll be, looks very what nice. I'll be, what I'll be hoping for is that it won't actually like use a lot of electricity. Mm. Because that'd be the go, wouldn't it? But well, uh, that, they do tend to use electricity. It did turn up. It did turn car. up on Monday, and I've, um, I've, I've used it every well, night. We have been waiting for it for rather a long while. <laughs> now, now the walls cracked. <laughs> yeah, but that's separate. Separate entity. There was a split. Yeah, so while we wait for Marcus to come back, if he does bother coming back, I just I noticed sure. that, that the entries are starting to pour in for the Bathurst 12 now, and yep. you're seeing already a couple of uh, a couple of the regulars, but mm -hmm. uh, more interestingly, a couple of the new McLaren MC12s are turning up, which are very nice cars. Now they haven't had much luck in 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 their first bit of racing. Nurburgring, ran, I think, the 24 hour. There were three or four of them. They're all wrecked. In a very short period of time, a lot mm -hmm. of those cars getting wrecked. Mm -hmm. A lot of people with a lot of money. Well, they must be.
That wouldn't be Marcus, would it? What's the matter with the phone? The phone. Hello? Oh, g'day. Sorry about the technical hitch there. I uh, went to put you on hold and... Press the wrong button. One by, ...by mistake. You know how it is. Don't push the red button, so you push it. <laughs> Android phone. <laughs> That'll do it every time. So, uh, Marcus, we're just having a bit of a chat about... Um, the, the, the Bathurst 12 hour that's coming up again that you, you've done a, a few of with you know, not till February next year but already seeing a couple of McLarens uh, have been entered so uh, geez it's, it's really turning into a major international style event isn't it yeah it's great news and I'd be happy to see Mr Bean driving one <laughs> yeah very good <laughs> what because he's pranked he's the lead driver in the car one isn't he <laughs> Well, a, a, a mate of mine in um, in uh, in America who actually I went to Indy with, uh, and then went over to to Colorado. He uh, he actually had one of the original McLaren F ones. Yeah. He sat in the middle, and he was over in uh, in England um, at the McLaren factory or one of their, their subdivisions thereof where the cars are repaired. And he happened to see a car in the corner which was badly damaged. And that was Mr. Bean's car. <laughs> and he said to the guy, um, can you tell me what happened over there? And, he got, and the guy who was German, he went, the car has had a little shunt. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little shunt. <laughs> Interesting. You know why well, shunted? Because it didn't have the steering geometry of a mini minor. Mm. <laughs> That's right, or a padlock on the door. Yeah. Or a seat strapped to the roof. <laughs> or, the, or, or the track of a delta wing. <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's good that the 12 hours is getting some uh, international depth now, you know, with Audi being here for the last two years and uh, now McLaren should be quite good. Look, absolutely. I mean, there's the, the, the SLSs, but, you know, no doubt James Brock will smash it to pieces before the warm-up lap. Um, and um, and Canardley will probably, you know, have the wrong shoe on, so we won't do any good. And, and of course, you know, look, the alternator belt will fall off Uncle Al's car. Um, so uh, I, I, I think it's a good chance for, you know, Rick Shaw with his one leg to win it in the RX-7. <laughs> <laughs> The ancient RX-7 that keeps being reinvented. I keep inviting it. Why do they invite the thing? Well, now they've got... There's actually two RX-7s being invited. They should have a... a... I actually... Actually, Hardy, I have one hard-hitting question for you about our mate Rick Shaw. <laughs> yeah? Does he walk around the racetrack with one of those big Chinese hats with a fucking Rick Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fucking great. <laughs> He's got very, very adjustable front end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have one. It's got lots of options for horsepower. A couple of chopsticks under the, a couple of chopsticks under the wings, connected to a couple of pram wheels. <laughs> and now, now that you can go to bed. <laughs> Look, uh, obviously, the, the, the Bathurst 12 hour is, a, um, uh, is, is coming of age event. Just need more than one event for them to justify bringing the cars down here. Still got silly old rules that GT3 cars aren't GT3 cars. But what they can be assured of is an excellent time at Richard Crail's boutique media centre with caviar on arrival. I mean... That's right. <laughs> even how do not do that? Uh, I mean, Aldi. <laughs> at, at Richard Crowell's Media Centre, eh? is that where the shindigs happen? It's, it's, oh, boot, it's a boutique it. media centre, yeah, boutique. Yeah. You know, there's carpet on the line. Yeah, very upmarket. How do I get my name on that guest list? <laughs> you know, should the towers be available? Mm. Uh, you should you be there. Uh, a, 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 a platinum pass will be will be made available. <laughs> Whilst driving. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of the Bathurst 12 hour, 
where's the good old uh, the good old 12 hour car is that just sort of sat under wraps over there Marcus it's maturing oh you good old you good old Mustang yeah, yeah the well, Mustang last time the last time the good old girl made a you know unveiling was um, at the Longford Revival Speed Festival ah ok and you whipped them uh, you whipped them good yeah it's like a, a, a trying to revive the old uh, Longford Festival, Longford Grand Prix in Tasmania, yep, yep. so very much uh, English-style Woodwood Festival kind of deal, <laughs> you know, with music and classic cars and things like that, but... So did you have to get dressed up like a period? I mean, in a period costume? Well, yeah, but I, I, I appeared in a Oh, like oh. model 2008 Shelby and that sort of really doesn't kind of fit the gig. Carol Shelby doesn't fit the gig. I think you've got about as much chance of reviving that as you have getting someone to not order duck sausage. Oh, yeah, not much of a chance of a duck sausage really, is it? <laughs> duck down the, sausage. Down at the old, you know where Chinese restaurant <laughs> Uh, All right, son, we'll have to let you go. Your, your time's yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to let us go. But that's right, yeah, you oh, should be the other way around. Yeah, because you're running the show. Hosted by the one and only Z Man in the flesh. But you are. Monstering of the United States. Just remember, you do have your Bob Jane Team Arts protege at. Sorry, my meals arrived early up there with you. A similar. You know, I shared the plane on the way over. Spoke about eagle lettuce sandwiches and how <laughs> You know, he does have a similar so, altitude yeah. issue along with a Dr. Aper. Oh, the, the D Raper. That's it. Very sane. <laughs> Alright, mate. Best of luck. Uh, well, you have a great weekend, mate. Good luck. On my, on my episode 214. Frank, no worries. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll keep the viewers and quite possibly the listeners, if there's any out there, updated on this week's this weekend shenanigans. Good idea. <laughs> Live from Seattle. <laughs> Live from the from Space League. World Headquarters. Episode 214 of that kinky, wacky radio show, Radio Hot Thank you, viewers, for signing in. We'll scratch you later. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Toodles! He's a bloody idiot. <laughs> he loves it. He does. He does feel on, 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 on the on the on the cordial. Oh Right, so, um, what's next on the agenda? The next on the agenda that I was thinking of was what? to bring up about excuses and diversions. The London Grand Prix. Oh, no, not the dreaded London Grand Prix. Excuses and well, diversions. Well, It'll never happen to me. No, no, but, but why is it happening? Why has Santander gone yeah. out and done a promotional video... Because well, I think that's got a lot to do with the tie-up with uh, McLaren and the fact that uh, Jensen and uh, Lewis did it. And if you actually go to the McLaren website, you'll be able to see uh, before each Grand Prix, they do a round-up of the circuit. Um, so you, like, you can go there and see Lewis, for argument's sake, the week before last, did a preview of the European Grand Prix, where basically he takes you on a lap of the track. So they've obviously followed that style but with a fictional Grand Prix. But, but when, we, when we pull back a little bit, where it's all right. coming from is that the, uh, the Grubkowski affair, where mm-hmm. the... Yes. Um, with Bernie and his palm crossed silver. It, 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 well, Bernie was sort of shaken down and handed over $44 million, a million pounds or whatever it is, or US dollars, to this, this guy. Um, and then has been sent off to, off to jail for eight and a half years. And, now, no doubt, they will be trying to determine once uh, whether he has, even though he has been shown to not have involvement in yeah. control of the Bambino Trust, 
back in 2008 and Bernie said, look, we're not going to do that again, are we? Because yeah. we've already found nothing. But Bernie, I think, is going, look, this is a good deflectionary tactic. I'll look like a good guy. I'll push the push a bit of news around about Formula One in, in the UK. In London, the British chief how everybody had laughed to have a Formula One race. And I'll, get re- I'll, I'll push um, the Olympics off the cover for a few days, you know, <laughs> and... Uh, and maybe if you, then that gives them many the, the news of the world that's all gone and yep. all that scandal. There's been no scandals going on lately, and politicians have been a bit quiet. And uh, and also this is a, an angle about helping Santander get its sort of status from Moody's back from just about. I was going to say they haven't got much status at the moment. No, no. <laughs> yeah, and the whole Europe debt thing. I mean, you know. You've got to wonder, don't you? you so you think it's a giant PR exercise? That's I, what I think it's saying. A, I think it's a big deflectionary tactic so that Bernie looks like a good guy because I don't think you would even be able to do it because it would probably cost upward of $200 million and the, you know, the, there would be so much runoff area that would be required that just, just couldn't, just wouldn't be, there. Yeah, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be able to be put right. in place. And then if you're running through the centre of London, mm. like through Mayfair and Buckingham Palace and all this stuff, I mean, what about the cost of business that can't access their business? I mean, do you think they're going to be, you know, like when, you, when you've no, got... Just that. When you've got... The, if you've got barristers that have their mm. operations on the side of the Thames, <laughs> I mean, like this... <laughs> yeah. How much are you going to have to pay then? They'll be suing everybody. <laughs> That's right. But it's not just that, though. Well, unless Bernie gives them a seat, they'll be on me. The London City Council, bloody Boris and his boys, they'll go broke in three days of no... Um, no taxes coming in for the but, central London... I mean, no um, congestion tax. Congestion tax. But, but, yeah, but, but what do right. Formula One drivers have to pay congestion tax? Well, I think the teams would just have to do a blank thing. They'd have to do a deal with them, wouldn't they? Well, no, for the, the weekend. They'd have to pay the congestion. They'd yeah, I think they should. Be paid. Yeah, I think they should. So, so I think... I think they'd be like... McLaren, two cars for three days, plus trucks, plus this, plus that, plus... Well, oh, give us uh, seven and a half grand. Well, but what about if they were to hold it on the Nile? <laughs> the Nile? Well, then they could have decongestant tax. Oh, no. That is terrible. I mean, you're in denial. <laughs> So, that's Formula One news, is it? <laughs> I think that's about it. <laughs> but uh, what you can be assured of, viewers, is that, is that uh, next week's, or rather, it'll probably be this week's, this week's faux-wah song and dance show for AA. Oh, yes. Which will be probably due today. It's probably out. But, you know, oh, will it be? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Two weeks? Is it oh, two my, weeks? No, yeah, my next week's one will be, without yeah. a doubt, focusing on the shenanigans yes. of the London Grand Prix and its and falsehood. <laughs> <laughs> well, or his grumpiness arrives back. Next Thursday he gets back, doesn't he? So. From a, from a sojourn mm, of that's freeness. Right. So he's probably still living up in London, ready to uh, make a very late exit to uh, the British Grand Prix tomorrow. After snubbing Wimbledon. That's right. Wimbledon snubbage. So. Now, the mm. Formula... Actually, there's a little bit more <coughs> Formula 1. There is quite a bit of Formula 1 news, actually. And, and, and because... Um, oh, you might bring them. But uh, it's about the non-signing of the Concord Agreement. Yes. Because uh, and it's a bit of a Which was chicken, and, chicken and egg scenario because the teams don't want to. Rather, the what the deadline by the FIA for putting who's going to be in the championship next year has now been extended out yes. because no one's prepared to sign it because the Concord Agreement's not in place. And and the Concord Agreement was supposed to be in place by the end of June originally. That, it was exactly, exactly right. It was, it was by the end of Saturday night. But that's now been extended out. But because it's all a bit secret squirrel that one team doesn't know what the other team's getting and never the twain shall meet. Well, they're all whinging about money and the fact that Europe's broke and the sponsorship issues and blah blah hey, Well, that's right. And, and, and in fact, it looks like the swap deal between the French and Belgian Grand Prix off with the Belgian Grand Prix asking for a reduction of... From 21 to 19 million euros, or pounds, or, or US dollars, or peso. <laughs> peso. <laughs> probably worth more than euros. Um, 
for uh, for the inn, even though they're only taking, they're making a loss. They're making a loss. Are they, they're making a loss. When does one make a loss? It's, it's like they actually have a loss. Well, yeah, but you actually you make a loss, don't you? You make money, you make a loss. Four to five million yeah. euros, or pounds, yeah. or, or dollars, or, or pesos. Pounds. Pounds. Good bit pounds. Remember sure. correct them one day. So that's not. And that's not looking good. But it is looking interesting, there's no doubt about that. So, and I also see that so, while we're on Formula One, I guess we can just go through the whole gambit of what's going on. Um, Christian Horner's basically poured cold water on the uh, Ferrari Vettel link. You know, we've had all these rumours over the last few weeks. Oh, Vettel's going to sign Ferrari, and Ferrari called him Vettel, and da 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 And Horner's basically just come out and said, no, 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 it's all a load of bollocks. Just forget about it. He's not going anywhere. So, uh, hmm. Interesting. But the bad news of the week... Oh, but I don't want to go into bad news. That's not... Let's leave that to other publications. What, the Volata? Yeah. OK. No, I just don't think that... I think there's enough people sensationalising <coughs> that that we don't need. No, I don't think... I wasn't talking about the thing about sensationalising it. I was just intrigued by the way that it supposedly happened and that it was an anti-stall um, scenario because she was doing straight-line testing. And she'd actually come into what was a makeshift pit area. And they reckon that then, obviously, she's braked and slowed right down. And then the anti stalls kicked in. And, uh, and that's what caused the accident. And I just think that, well, that's, uh, that's just so s freaky, you know, just so weird. But anyway, Look, it's a very sad scenario. It's very, very and, sad. And, it is. you know, it, I, I, I didn't really want to go into that because there's been quite a bit of mm. press and people putting it. And I just certainly didn't want to put it up on the website. Oh, absolutely not. Other than just to say that when people are injured and, and, and worse in the sport, it seems to go in, in always together, as we saw with um, Marcus Gronholm being hurt rather yes. badly um, at the X Games over in, in LA the weekend before. So you've got two injuries there um, suddenly. So. Yep. But I mean, there's injuries always going on, but uh, it's, it's a very it's yeah, it's sad, level, sad to say, and especially you know, to, the possibility of getting a female into the sport, even if it might be at the tail end of the field, it would be an enormous achievement. Mm -hmm. That uh, obviously is definitely gone out the window. So very sad to hear that. Very sad. Now, too much button. There's just too much button. Well, it's the British GP. I know it's the British GP, but there's not been a lot about Hamilton. But buttons, buttons bloody everywhere. But button this, button that. Button button's going to do this. Yeah, well, that's what they need to do, button off. However, there is an interesting fact about Button, which I didn't realise, um, which is that he's now been racing for 12 and a half years in Formula 1. So he's already had 12 British Grand Prix, and he's never, ever finished on the podium. That's always like. Well, Webber's never, never finished off the podium. In Australia. Except when he illegally finished on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't but think's ever happened ever before in the sport. I don't I don't have any other Grand Prix mm. where they've let someone who wasn't meant to be on the podium get on the podium. True. Very true. So Well, that's about the Formula One. I don't think there's anything too much else happening that's uh, that we need to touch on at least. Absolutely not. Now, I'll tell you something I did hear today. Classic Targer Adelaide. We're going to have a special stage in the Belair National Park. Oh, I didn't know that. I, didn't, I haven't looked at this year's <coughs> route to see where they were supposed to be travelling. But, of course, they're back down now because... Uh, I thought it was an interesting concept. Belair National Park, it's got a lot going for it for a special stage because it's only one way in and out. You're not on public roads, so you can close whatever you like and, and, and make, make the circuit up that way. Um, it's very controllable, um, and it, it's interesting. Some of those roads in the park are very interesting roads to drive, and you've got runoff because generally there tends to be a reasonable amount of grass on either side of the road through most of the park. So from an organiser's point of view, I thought it was a fantastic idea. But then, of course, you've got the reality of the days we live in, the greenies, the wild animals, etc., etc., etc. And uh, I heard as I was driving here tonight that that's now been canned, the special stage in Berlin National Park. So, uh, mixed sort of feelings about that. 
Because yeah, I believe that they, they found the remnants of a, of a shedded skin of, a, of an old skink that lost its tail 14 centuries ago, <laughs> you know, embedded in a rock. And no, therefore, there are and therefore, it would be native title. <laughs> there is lots of wildlife up there. So I can see why it's become an issue. So it's not so. West Terrace. Yeah, I know, but, you know. So, anyway. Now... This weekend up in uh, Townsville, I couldn't believe when I read that Jacques Villeneuve is going to drive Murph's car. And the colour scheme. Yeah, the colour scheme. livery again. But it matches his, his helmet design. Well, it doesn't match his bloody head, does it? Because I think he shaved it, hasn't he? I think he could have painted the helmet on his head. <laughs> so to speak. If you, if, you look, if you look at the design, you will see that the colour of the car uses the pink and green and yellow and blue off his helmet mm. design. And it actually does look quite good. But unfortunately, like pretty much every time the Pepsi car goes out, it comes back rather badly mangled. But yeah. it didn't do that at Bathurst with... With, with Murph and Big Al. No, no, that, that was probably the best outing that I ever had it with the Pepsi mm. colours. And according to some of the uh, uh, correspondents on the uh, on the V8 Supercars website, I noticed who've commented on this article about Villeneuve uh, with the new Pepsi Max livery, they thought that that particular colour scheme that they used at Bathurst was the best one that they've ever oh, had, and so the nicest looking car. And I think you're probably right too. So uh, there you go. Pity about the driver. Mm. Well, uh, let's just hope Pepsi Max is still in next year because there's all sorts of things happening again. I see Trading Post have now pulled the pin on. Uh, Will Davidson's Falcon for next year, so there's going to be no uh, no trading post branding. Um, you know, on top of the Vodafone Triple Eight decision, uh, you know, no Vodafone next year for them. Uh, there's going to be a few teams looking for uh, title sponsors, and Santander. I don't know. Sent <laughs> and I don't think they'll have the money anymore. Vodafone will. You'd have to wonder whether Vodafone are actually seriously thinking about uh, continuing with McLaren. That'd You'd be have to think about whether they're continuing to have, have a, 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 be a telco. Well, yeah, that's a good point too. So, mm. do you know who the first person to do a Vodafone ad was? And ad what the, was? And the, who was the first person who did an ad for Vodafone and what the product was? Wouldn't have a clue. It was a dictaphone machine and it was Gough Whitlam. Is that right? <laughs> Jesus, when was that? About 1975 or something? Yeah, it was, was it, oh, was he, no, it was, was it after he'd been ousted? Yeah, there was a bit of ousting. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because no, I figured he couldn't do it as Prime Minister. The time was right. He couldn't, he couldn't endorse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so look that up, viewers. There you go. Now, one thing that I sort of thought of today, this morning actually, oh, was it this morning or yesterday? Yesterday, about the sport that we that we like. Father um, long legs. Oh, right, yeah, very, very true. Very good, yeah. Very father. And the sport that we follow, motorsport. I think as much as Fogues carries on about the fact we don't get enough mainstream media coverage for the punters, etc., etc. I think we're probably, in a, in a lot of ways, very fortunate in, from that sense. Because look at all this shit fight with the bloody AFL and the VFL and the, and the um, Australian Rugby League. I mean, all of those guys who, who play in those codes are under the spotlight constantly. The day before yesterday, we had this dude from the Tigers or in, over in Melbourne, and he's been sacked, and another bloke's been taking sleeping tablets and... <laughs> Drinking bloody two cans of Bundy or something before he goes to bed, and they're all in the shit. And two cans. Who really needs to know all of that crap? Two cans. But two cans. But he's fruitless. He's a real fruit man. That two cans. Sitting next to Frosty. Oh no. They're getting worse. The tiger. But you know the the guys in in particularly V8s because that's the premier category in in this country. They're very fortunate they, that they're not under that level of microscopic press coverage, is what I'm trying to say. So there you go, very for what good. it's worth. Yes, very good, very good. Just um, recapping this week on uh, what's gone up on the Radio Hot Lap magazine. 
that uh, probably the viewers might find of interest if they hadn't already bothered to have a look at it. I, I thought <coughs> was uh, a letter to the to the Prime Minister in um, in Germany about uh, revealing yes, what's actually what's actually yeah Nürburgring that it actually could it has got all sorts of you know there's a lot of ramifications issues with um, the greenies and the, the Bavarian. Uh, forest chaps and, and the politicians and the Achilkins. The what? The Achilkins. Right, okay. They're squirrels. Are they? Yeah. Um, that's they? a bit of a drama. Um, yeah, you, I noticed that you came up with a rather good article there, JP, about um, uh, a technical article which was recategorised as an application, although it does require a bit of hardware, so that. Um, you, you can, um, he cooks, she cooks, and the probes right. in the food, and... Uh, and did you guess who cooked what? Uh, I, I figured that uh, he was cooking the roast chicken, because he poured the gravy over the roast chicken. Yeah, who, who would do that? that? <laughs> who would pour gravy over, like, just the voila? Before it's even, before it's even carved. Ridiculous. Anyway, have a look at that eye grill, then I eat the video there, and I explain it all. Um... What else was uh, interesting? And, and uh, looking back at the history of the evolution of the spa circuit, that was very interesting. I thought. Yeah. It's a pity that all the uh, the only the only criticism, if there is one of that, was it's a pity that you couldn't get all of the circuit maps of the three evolutions on the same angle, so that you could see the same corner in the same spot each time. But you know, that's just me being a Virgo. Now we did have uh, over the weekend, <coughs> last weekend. Very, very, very severe storms over in the east coast of America took out uh, uh, the Amazon Elastic Cloud yep. Centre in northern Virginia, which happened to run also the Instagram server. Now, that wouldn't have been so much of a problem in that we would just not be able to serve up Instagrams, which we didn't, but it seemed to be that as a result of having code on the page that called Instagrams, it actually wrecked the whole site and all the cascading style sheets wouldn't, wouldn't show up and stuff like that. So after we found out what was going on there, service resumed, only to receive a rather irate comment from an ex-Queensland business development manager saying, the figures were shit over the weekend, boys. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, you know, it's probably been unheard of all week <laughs> since he got wrapped over the knuckles and is obviously sulking. <laughs> For, yeah. for bad paragraphage. He has um, disappeared off the face of the earth this week. Yeah, because he got a rap over the knuckles. No, because he's back at work, I think. He's not lounging at home with a bad toe anymore. <laughs> he's obviously uh, closing all those deals. That's right. Yeah, all those hundreds Plenty of, of those. You know, and updating everything. Plenty of those, problems. yep. But anyway, you know, that, everyone's got an excuse. Um, and that's it. So, uh... And that's it. I hope you enjoyed no it. tech? It's just funny that... Well, yeah, it's a little bit of tech, but, I mean, it's, it's funny that we should talk about beef tornadoes. Yes. And then the... Oh. Well, the tornadoes are where, where it all started. That's all right. Like yeah, beef I'd, tornadoes. I'd uh, go for a bit of tech, but uh, not, much, not much from me on tech today. Well, no, there's not a whole heap of tech around, but there is a, bit, a little bit today that I saw, which was I thought was quite amazing, is that uh, a, a research company has um, has done some research, funny enough, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, it's a company called Telsite, and they surveyed some 250 chief information officers and uh, decision makers within Australian enterprises, so it's a solely Australian um, survey, and 40% of Australian enterprises now see iPhone as their preferred smartphone. Which, in view of the fact that there's so many BYO devices now, um, I think it's pretty bloody surprising and quite amazing that that they could have such a big chunk of the market in such a relatively short time. Because, you know, the market's been traditionally dominated by Blackberries and things of that nature. And suddenly they've gone away from that where, okay we're going to give you a phone and it will be a BlackBerry because we can control it and lock it down and everything else. And all this BYOD now, bring your own device stuff, um, is really changing the, 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 you know, the complexion of, of the way that business is done. And iPhone seems to be getting up there, which I think is very good for Apple, obviously, but good for iOS, more importantly. 
Yeah, I suppose just well, just a little bit of, of, of tech, or rather sort of more in the, in the area of legal tech, is that um, last year, last week, the uh, a, a court ruling banned the, the sale of the Nexus. No, it was of the um, what was it? The the, the the Samsung Galaxy Tab 10.1, much yeah. like what it had had here in Australia, but it has been sort of superseded with more modern equipment now. But um, the same judge. The yeah. same judge. <laughs> Is that right? The same judge has gone along and now banned the um, the Nexus 7, the new phone right. that was given out to Google I.O. developers running Jelly Bean last week. Now, for the for the for the Galaxy Tab, Apple had to post a bond of two point eight million dollars yep. or something. In the case of this one, it's ninety six million. Oh. but it is the same Judge Judy. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> and I I would have thought that you know, sorry, Lucy. Oh, Lucy. Right. Sounds like Judy. I always thought Lucy was a nickname for a blow up doll. But do you think it's fair to have the same, a completely different different thing to head heard by the same judge? It sounds like there's almost a bit of non, mm. uh, non what But isn't the, uh, yeah, when, the, the, the judge that's appointed? That sort of a luck of the draw thing, just depending on the day. Well, and just well, you know, and the winner is twice that's in right. the same week. Yeah, well, well, I mean, stranger things that? have happened. Stranger things have happened. No doubt about it. So I think that that's um that's a bit uh, that's a bit that's a bit odd. Mm, just now, a bit odd. not wanting to put a mocker on sales for you, but I would be for those and like so like myself would be considering would I want to replace my 17-inch MacBook Pro with a new 15-inch Retina display device only mm -hmm. because it's running a lot of video and in fact yep. it can run two 27-inch monitors on the side plus an HDMI 1920 by 1080 screen as well oh. as the screen in, in, in high resolution mode. Well, it's actually a medium resolution because it's another bit of Apple marketing because <laughs> you, 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 you have to be a bit of a, you know, a, what's it called? What's the particle left here? Mm. We've got to be under, if you can understand that, you'll be able to understand how resolutions work with these new retina displays because and what oh. they're finding out is that it actually renders quite a bit slower. It doesn't do the, anywhere near the, the speed of the, well, no, of the regular 15 inch. Yeah, yeah, I've read right. that first. Yeah. And so you. if yeah. you want to have a think about that, so they're basically pushing the video hardware to the to the edge of its capacity yes. um, in the new Retina Display book power books and I, MacBook Pros. So I would be hesitant to suggest that um, it needs the new pro, needs the new Bridge, bridge processors. And, and probably, probably more needs about a four gig video card. Instead of a one gig. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. But, uh, yeah. you know, pushing all those pixels yep. around. But I think it was something like 15,200 pixels mm. wide. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, we'll have to get to the bottom. Really it's a bit confusing because it doesn't. Mm. The, 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 it, the double resolution that it's showing, it's, it's really in clarity, but it's not actually showing. You're not getting any more screen size. Yes, yeah, it's still fourteen forty yes, by nine hundred or something. Cramming more detail into that area. Crabbing, crabbing, and cramming. <laughs> and that's it. I yeah. Well, I've got really nothing else. Nothing. Nothing been startling happening on the barbecue front. So. Well, there's been nothing startling happening in the weather department. Oh, definitely not. So I guess that's about it. And guess what? Oh, one thing, one last thing I did want to mention. All over the mainstream news this morning, there was that guy in Norway or Switzerland or Sweden or wherever the bloody hell he was, whose iPhone caught light in his pocket or blew up in his pocket or whatever and they just happened to have CCTV footage. Just for all those people who are thinking, oh, wow, oh, wow. The last iPhone that, blown up, that blew up, which was the only one thus far before this one, was a dodgy repair and they put a screw in in between the battery and somewhere else. So we'll wait and see what the scenario is with this current one. Absolutely. And we'll also wait to see just how well Chris Atkinson <clears throat> will manage to drive a, a Citroen 
A DS3 in Rally Finland must have been the car that Kimmy wasn't allowed to drive. Finland, Finland, Finland. Monty Python. <laughs> Good night, viewers. <laughs> I want to get out under an hour. <laughs> Just for a change. Yeah. Oh, no, look, just quick. If you don't push it soon, we'll be under the earth. Yeah. <laughs>